Hello everyone, I hope you are having a beautiful day today, but if you aren't, then that's okay. Um, I hope this podcast is something that can make you smile today. Um, Welcome to Day by Day with Prachi Patel, where I talk about topics that inspire me and that maybe some of you guys can relate to. My name is Prachi Patel, if you didn't know, and I'm so happy that you're listening and I hope you enjoy. Today's podcast is a little bit different than how I usually do it. Instead of me talking or me asking questions, I am going to turn it over to Miss Seema Patel. Um, I've known her since I was a baby. She's so special to me. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, um, I'm Seema Patel, and um, I'm a life coach, a wife, a mother, a and I've lived in Georgia, Atlanta, uh, for the past 22 years. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right, I've known you since you were a baby. Um, and really, my journey on all of this law or life coaching started um, 12 years ago when I came across Law of Attraction. And I felt like, oh my God, this stuff is so good. Uh, I wish I'd known it when I was younger. Um, but it's amazing that how I used to just live my life you know with all of these principles and then when I read about it then I'm like oh my god these are words to how I used to live my life (laughs) and um, so I think it's really cool I've been telling everybody about it Um, and I uh, that's why I wanted to be a life coach so I could share it more that's awesome and I'm looking forward to interviewing you today that's so great so um before we get started though I do like to do three things I'm grateful for for every podcast and I do it for what I'm grateful for today so if you want to join me you're more than welcome to um the three things I am grateful for today is that I get to spend the weekend with my family that um I woke up in a really good mood today and that I have you here today you know everybody is able to hear your words and wisdom that I've been through (laughs) and I've learned from you for so long um yeah do you want to share your words I am grateful for the Atlanta Georgia weather right now I love fall um I am grateful for my practices Mm -hmm. and I am grateful to share this stuff with you guys and see you all putting it into practice yeah I really like that so um like I said before uh she's gonna be talking or she's gonna be interviewing me so you guys can get to know me on a deeper level and she has really really good questions lined up um so this is technically her podcast episode. She's running it. She's doing what she wants to do. And I can't wait to see what she has in store. So we're about to start that right now. And I hope you all enjoy. Hi. Um, so you and I have, Prachi, you know, we've worked um, together. We did. You did my six-week um, coaching session and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so happy that you followed like inspired actions and thoughts to start this podcast. And um, it's even more exciting for me because I've known you since you were born. And uh, you know, you're like my little child, just like Simi, <laughs> to, 
that I've been sharing all this stuff and then you guys put it into practice and you're like now going, oh wow, look, this isn't happening to me. And um, um, so it's good, you know, amazing to be a part of your growth. Thank you. So today I wanted to do this get to know Prachi Patel mm-hmm. in a different kind of deeper level to what you've shared with us up to now from your you know, first podcast and some of these questions I had. So I thought... That's why I approached you and I said, hey, can I interview you? Yeah, I think it'd be so um, fun. So I have some questions lined up here, uh, which, you know, I love what you had said to me that you wanted to do these podcasts so that you could share some of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when you when we share, like you kind of think like me, like when we share our thoughts, other people might have not thought about it and then they think about it and they're like oh okay cool and so it's it's kind of food for thought as i call it yes so what i want to know or what i believe your listeners would want to also know is tell us a little bit about you or your life up until you came to college right like Mm -hmm. your family growing up and your school environment and that kind of stuff yes so um i grew up in a Five, pe- five other people households, so six including me. I live with my parents, my older brother, and my grandparents, um, which is pretty common in an Indian household, I feel like, um, living with your grandparents. Um, up until a certain part of my life, it was also my aunt and uncle living with us, and then they got their own house, so I think in middle school they moved out, so up until there um we were all living together but then when we all um went our own ways and it became just a six people household it was it was i mean it's never been like kind of crazy but it's also it's been like weird now being in an apartment with only three people i feel like it's a little less chaotic it's very quiet which is kind of weird because there's always usually something going on um when it came to school i mean i was a pretty basic student i feel like um i always wanted to do my best and live up to the brown standard of you know getting the best grades and everything but i quickly realized that you know i'm more into the experiences and learning along the way rather than just book learning yeah i'm i'm not a book learner i try to be but i'm not a book learner I am more of a street smart, but I'm not even really that street smart. <laughs> um, working on that. Okay. Yeah, we're working on that. Um, but my childhood, it was pretty basic. I grew up with a lot of good energy around me. I feel like um, our family friend group was really fun. We had a lot of kids our age. Um, we all grew up together, which was really cool. I had like six different sets of parents in a way we'd like travel from one house to another and we'd always treat that house as our as our home because you know we were never out of place and all the parents treated us treated us like they we were their own um i'm very close to my family i've always been close to my family which is so awesome um so tell me a little bit more about what you remember when you were little um you know growing up with what normal people would call an extended family mm-hmm. because normal people would be like mom dad and two kids right yeah now you've got mom dad two kids two grandparents and two uncle like an aunt and an uncle yeah when you were little what what was your first memory do you remember of living in the house um i feel like it always reserved back to the dinner table it always be my mom and my grandmother cooking and then it'd be 
me, my grandpa, my brother, and my uncle, and then maybe my dad sometimes because he would always be at work. Um, but it'd be like all of us around the dinner table just, you know, hanging out. Our house was never really quiet. There was always something going on, I feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, did you, just... do you Would you say that you had a strict growing up or was it fairly... I thought, I honestly thought I had a strict growing up because... In, I guess in the area I lived, it considered it was considered strict growing up because my parents would not let me uh, hang out with people outside of school. But compared to other brown households, I have realized my parents are some of the most lenient people in the entire world. It's so crazy. You realized that when you got to college, yeah, right? When but, I, yeah, but, yeah, but when I was little, I considered it a little bit stricter. Um, you know, it was... It was At what age were you allowed to hang out with people? Um, uh, high school. High school. So yeah, up so until I, high school, you felt like oh, yeah. So should. yeah. So high school, I started hanging out with people, but I mean, I still even to then it was still a little bit hazy because it was just oh, if I hung out with you today, sorry, I can't hang out with you tomorrow. It's just how it worked. Um, I had to pick and choose my battles when it came to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, what kind of influence do you feel your grandparents had on you in your you know like while growing up um so with my grandparents living with us i feel that we didn't get the normal for family experience that most people have um we got four people plus two and then usually plus extras because we never really did anything with the four of us it was always extended family invited um so growing up when it was just my four family I didn't really know them as well as I thought I would but it was still such a blessing I you know my grandparents still live with my family to this day and I'm so grateful that they are a part of my life and that I could experience stuff because I mean you know not everybody has the same experiences I feel like and we work with what we have and I really liked the way my family worked out. So, you know. Do you feel like um, because your grandparents lived with you, your parents or your mom maybe was stricter with you or less lenient? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you think that made a difference? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like when my mom was raising me and my brother and um she was like disciplining us she had a lot of different voices in her head you know like because some people some people wanted her to raise us a certain way and she had her own way of raising us but being in an environment where we would have to respect our elders she had to pick and choose her battles of what she could be lenient with us on and what she had to you know put her foot down on and what she could discipline us with um Growing up in that kind of environment was really different, I feel like. And for a lot of people, they might not have been able to. What are some of the pros and some of the cons that you can think of in terms of, you know, your life and your growing mm-hmm. up? Like, what are the things that you wish your mom had done differently or because of your grandparent or mm-hmm. whatever? You know what I mean? Like so, pros and cons. Um, so some of the pros of being in and living with my extended family was that there was always someone around and we were surrounded by so much um love and good energy but i feel like some of the cons were that you know there was also a lot of people around so there wasn't that much quiet time and then us as a four family we didn't really connect until 
I mean, later on. And so we got older. And at that point, it was still a little too late. So those memories of us as a four family weren't really established when we were young. Um, but I mean, another pro was that even without just the four of us being there, we still got a lot of um, love and good. I mean, I already said it, love and good energy surrounding us. Attention. Yeah, a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's always someone there to talk to, which was really nice. Good. Um, so about your school, you said you talked about, you know, how you weren't allowed to mix with kind of friends outside school, school I guess. Yeah. What were some of the other things that you did enjoy about school? Um, I liked being at school because even for like the eight hours, like sometimes people didn't like school and I get, yeah, the learning part I didn't like, but I really liked the atmosphere of it and hanging around everybody. Um, I liked when I went to school, there are all, like my friends were there. I always had good friends. I feel like they were all really nice and everything. Um, school was just different. I feel like for me, because when I went to a majority non-Indian school, there were no Indians in my school. So I didn't have this expectation over my head of, uh, being the best or competition. I could just be who I wanted to be and not, worry about being number one because I feel like in a lot of Indian-based schools it's very competitive and I really liked how mine wasn't competitive and that I was able to just be a kid. Cool that's good. What was a negative maybe of school that like you didn't like? Um, I mean because there were no really brown kids around I wasn't really connected culturally um, so that was one thing and then you know everybody that I knew had some level of brown friends And so they always had like these experiences with other brown people. And I wasn't really allowed to hang out with um, non-brown people just because my parents didn't know their families. But um, if there were brown people at my school, then I might have been able to hang out with them because the whole brown community is connected. And there's a different level of trust. There's a different level of trust. And I might have been able to go out more with school friends if I was in a more brown community mm-hmm. type of schooling situation. Okay, so that brings a question about like, you know, later on when you did start coming, maybe like, you know, when you went to the Gujarati camp, like the brown people camp, yeah. and you mix with other brown kids. Yeah. How was that for you? It was so weird because I am so used to non-brown people. I mean, there were our family friends, but outside of that, it was just, I mean, I stuck to our family friends when I was in that camp, but, and when it came to connecting to other brown kids, I felt like I couldn't do it because I was not as brown as most people wanted me to be. I feel like I, like a lot of the thoughts or a lot of the ways that they were, I was very different because um, I was more of a whitewashed brown kid and then they were more of a heavy brown kid. Than but then you, you, like, at home you were pretty brown. Yeah. And at school you're brown white. Yeah. So I would have thought that mixing with these other kids who are... I mean, you would think so, but I, yeah, you would think so. But in this brown camp, they really tugged to their brown side. They were very... Um, because I mean, in the camp, we learned so much about our brown culture and yeah. yeah, and all of that. So when we were doing all of this, it was cool, but at the same time, it was like, well, I'm not really used to this kind of atmosphere of all these brown kids around me, and it was a lot at once. I feel right. like, 
and and do you feel that they already had their own little groups already oh yeah 100 yeah but i mean i guess in a way i had my own group too we had our brown friends but our brown friends also had their own brown friends within this camp because they they would they knew, them, right? they knew that area yeah right. and so me i didn't know any brown kids so it was like kind of uh, a weird yeah it was a weird territory for me because i didn't really know where to go or who to hang out with mm -hmm. i was just kind of coasting along in a way and it's harder to make kind of the friend like trying to break into another group it is it's thing. very hard i feel like i'm more intimidated making brown friends than i am making non-brown friends i'm so like good at making friends with non-brown friends they're so like easy to talk to i feel like but there's a certain level of um i feel like there's a certain way you have to approach a brown person when you're talking to them um and it's i feel like it's just harder to make brown friends for me at least because i don't connect to them on the same level as other people may I, that's why it's I mean, easier overall, for me to... you are a very friendly person and a lively person so i don't see that you would have <laughs> any problems but maybe the location like you know yeah. you living so much further away from the rest of them yeah that makes a difference i would have thought because you know how people they kind of meet all the time yeah and it's also um brown people it's weird brown people making brown friends intimidates me because <laughs> it's so intimidating to me because they um brown people whenever they're around each other they're around with people they've known for like a really long time i feel like and so you know me coming in or me trying to hang out with them i feel like for a certain while it's like you're an outcast in a way and then you have to slowly make your way into the group or make your way into this friendship and it's hard i feel like it's harder to make brown friendships than it is to make non-brown friendships but sometimes those are the ones that last the longest which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, but all of my non-brown friendships have lasted a really, really long time. But then, time. then that again, you've known them from mm -hmm. middle school yeah, and since high school, I, yeah. right? So that's that's the I would think that's the differentiating factor mm -hmm. as opposed to you know trying to make new ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that you find it intimidating. Yeah, I find it very intimidating um, to hang out. With considering people. you know your the way you've grown up. Yeah, you know like um so with that's yeah our brown friends because like our brown friends are one thing they've known me since i was little so i can goof off and act whatever way i want but whenever you're meeting new brown people i feel like there's a certain way you have to act i don't know that's just my opinion <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it's just interesting to hear you yeah. know and i mean I'm, i'm just coming from the perspective of mindsets right yeah like your the way you grow up grew up mm -hmm. you have a certain mindset which i feel that a lot of these other brown kids have too mm -hmm. um and like for me coming from england to america i feel there's a huge mindset difference yeah and i have a different challenge uh making kind of brown friends <laughs> but um i wouldn't say it's intimidating for me personally it's more like that just that mesh of the mindset yeah it's not oh yeah like it's just it two different like ways different, of thinking different levels yes. yeah it's very different, different wavelengths and then you're like oh i don't really want to be friends yeah. with you but that's okay mm -hmm. um all right so that's school and making friends and you know all of this um good so do you feel that obviously like where you grew up in the south where obviously there wasn't a lot of brown people um affected you culturally like you know oh yeah 
100%. I feel like I wasn't very culturally connected until I decided it by myself that I want to be culturally connected. I was very, um, I grew up in um, a non-brown area and it was very weird for me to be in an atmosphere where there weren't a lot of brown people. So there wasn't anything really culturally connecting me to um, anything except, you know, my parents and my house life. But other than that, when I was at school, I would be one of the non-brownest people out there. I would never really be in touch with my culture, my Indian, you know, my Hindu culture. I would never be in touch with that. I would never really know anything except what my parents told me. Um, and we never really talked about it at school or anything. So, and it was always, you know, the other types of culture besides. So tell me what you, um, I guess, what's your definition of like your Indian culture? Um, I feel like, um, when I was younger, Indian culture was just whatever my parents told me. But now I think Indian culture is very spiritual based, which I'm very in tune with right now, spiritual, spirituality and everything. Um, I think that it's really cool how Indians have multiple gods, one for each or some for each type of thing that's out there. Um, when defining Indian culture, I mean, I don't really know where to define yeah, it. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard because everybody has a different perspective on how to define it. But if I had to define it, it'd be spiritual, like spirituality. Really? Yeah. Because the way I kind of look at it from, you know, from your age group level, like with, you know, comparing it to Simeon, her friend mm-hmm. um and and the indian culture like you know just i mean i feel like the the fact that they're brown and they eat all this indian stuff yeah other culturally like i don't see them as being you know very spiritual or very kind of you know strict hindus yeah right? no i yeah I get so that. that's why i wanted to kind of no, what you yeah meant. so i mean when i say spiritual spiritually i think that's the way that i connect with um god or the university you know my mm-hmm. indian beliefs i connect it through spirituality meaning i believe that each god is connected to a different type of soul matter um and whether like you know there's the law of attraction ties into it with karma and what you get, um, what you, what you, what you put out is there out there is what you get. There's that whole aspect of it. Um, so that's why I connect it with spirituality because within the Hindu culture, there's karma, which is kind of the same thing as law of attraction. So that's my connection for Mm -hmm. it, I guess, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what did you want to be or what did you want to study when you were younger? <laughs> like when you're middle school, high school? Yeah, high school? so ugh, I remember this. I remember every single career that I had when I was a, like ever since I was a baby. So I first wanted to be a fashion designer. That <laughs> fell through very quickly because I don't know anything about clothes. Um, and then after, you know, like any brown kid, we went into medicine any type of medical career. I wanted the easiest medical... I'm telling you guys, I am not book smart. I wanted the easiest medical career that I could possibly think of. And my aunt was in pharmacy. She's a pharmacist. So I was like, oh, well, you know what? I want to be a pharmacist too. It looks easy. Um, I, it's, you know, it makes my parents happy with the medicine and everything. So I'll do pharmacy. <laughs> so I was in pharmacy or I like my mind space was pharmacy until about... 10th grade and then after 10th grade I was just coasting I did not know what I wanted to do 
And then, you know, 12th grade comes around and, uh oh, here's college. We have to make a decision. I knew, and then at that point, I knew it was something with business. So my dad was like, why don't you just do accountancy? I'm like, ah, oh, seems cool enough or seems why, why easy did you, enough. What did you know that it was going to, what, what is it about business that you knew? I like the idea of owning my own business. I like the idea of being my own boss and um, working for myself. I like that whole aspect of, you know, having my own money and being something I'm really proud of and having something out there that's cool. mine. Um, but yeah, then my dad told me to get into accountancy and then from there I could open my own firm and all of that. I took accounting one and two freshman year of college and I, oh my God, guys, I almost cried like all the time. Me and my friend would be up late studying. Um, your son, uh, Sima's son, um, Karan, he is so good at math. He liked helped me. He helped me so much in that class. He was, he's so good at it. And so he would get it like easy. Like you threw it. Yeah. Like he'd get it at like the drop of a hat and I'd be here sitting and be like, okay, but I don't understand it. (laughs) And so he helped me a lot. So, but like after I took accounting one and two, which are prerequisites for the business course, I realized that that is not my path. And so then I was talking to one of our family friends um, and he's like, he was telling me, he's like, you should look into entrepreneurship because you want to own a business and the basics of owning a business you can learn within entrepreneurship. I was like, that's such a good idea. I know I want to own a business and I was still on the, I want to own a business part, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I had a whole conversation with you about getting deeper into what I wanted my business to be about. And we both came to the conclusion that I really, really, really like cooking and that it's something I am very passionate about. And food is something that really inspires me. So from there, I bounced off of ideas. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a cookbook. Maybe I'll do a blog. Maybe I'll do this or that. And then uh, finally, I landed on the idea of a restaurant, which I really like and creating my own menu and everything like that. So I'm really inspired by that at the moment and then so after I finish my four years of college I'm planning on or three years because I'm graduating early I'm planning on doing a year of nutrition school online which I think will really help me further my career and my education on the whole food aspect Mm -hmm. cool that is uh interesting and good to know thank you so then would you say that this is around the same time with your food uh, interest or inspiration, mm-hmm. um, your inspiration for your vegan lifestyle came about. Yes. Or, or so um, dairy never positively impacted my body. I felt very low with energy. Um, I stopped dairy, I think about four years ago. And then that was I, after that Africa trip. Right? Yeah, that we went to Africa and I stopped dairy um, a couple months after we came back. And then um, I started it again a year after because we went to India and, you know, you can't be you can't be dairy free in India. There's no possible way <laughs> to put butter in everything. Um, so after that, I just kept eating dairy and then I never felt good. I still like my, you know, I never felt good. And then my mom's like, why don't you just take an allergy test? I took an allergy test. Turns out I am allergic to milk and dairy and all that stuff. And from what I heard that as a baby, he used to drink a lot of milk. Yeah. Yeah. Something must've happened. They're like, okay, this is like too much milk. Yeah. I overdosed on milk as a baby. (laughs) 
So I had too much milk, uh, but then I cut out milk completely. Nobody, everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe she cut out milk or dairy because I was the biggest cheese fiend in the entire world. I like cheese was like, oh, so good to me. Um, but I did cut it out. And then um, when I cut, I, and then I started it again. And then right before I went into freshman year of college last year, I cut it out again. And then in December, I watched a documentary about animals and I cut out meat. So yeah, do not watch any documentaries if you're not planning on going vegan. Um, but so I watched it. kind of like in a nutshell, your inspiration to, yeah. to this it really pushed new me. lifestyle. Yeah, it really pushed me because I'm very conscious about what I put in my body. I do not want any chemicals in my body if I have the choice of doing natural remedies for even like when i'm sick natural types of medicine and all that stuff i try to keep it as natural as possible for my body um so whenever i saw how like the animals were produced and everything i really didn't like the chemicals i didn't like the chemicals and i didn't like any of that so i really i was like well i'm not putting this in my body i am very conscious about what i put in my body and now it's been almost a year and I'm, I really like it. I really don't find a difference in being vegan and um, because my, my dad is dairy free and he eats meat, but my parents or my, the rest of my family besides my brother and my dad don't eat meat. So they're vegetarian. So, I mean, it's the balance of both words, worlds because now basically my family eats vegan because my dad can't have dairy and my other, the rest of my family can't have meat. So they're basically eating vegan without saying it's vegan right yeah and um and you feel better for it yes i feel my energy is so high i feel my head is clearer i feel a lot more happier not eating it i feel more yeah and you love veggies yes oh my god i'm so obsessed with veggies oh (laughs) you make the best veggies in the entire world too oh you make the best ones um so then what do you not like about this lifestyle What's a con for you? Um, whenever I go to restaurants, it's hard for it's hard for me to um, pick what I eat because usually living in the South, it's fried or it's something, it's, it's butter, or, butter something. or meat or something. There's something involved in it that's not vegan. Um, so Do you if, notice a difference if you eat it one time. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. eat something. So now that I have not ate it, and if I probably eat it, I think. Um, I haven't had meat, so I wouldn't know about meat, but knowing dairy, I get sick mm-hmm. and even a little bit of butter or even, whatever. Yeah, even a little bit of butter. My stomach starts hurting and I don't feel good. My skin breaks out. It's a lot of like, uh, physical changes that happen with my body. I just, Ooh. and I just don't think it's worth it now. Yeah, so yeah. I really just do. Do you miss it. any specific restaurants that you used to love eating at or anything like that? No, because I, because now that I am very conscious about what I put in my body, I cut out fast food. I haven't, I don't remember the last time I had fast food. It's been over a year, which is so crazy. I'd rather have a good meal than have something quick and stuff like that. I, I, I'm more into the feeling good and eating good and that type of lifestyle rather than something quick and efficient. And you okay about the whole prepping and planning because it yeah. takes a lot of prep and it planning, does it does uh, to 
especially with you know managing all the vegetables mm-hmm. and make sure that they you know no, don't I'm, die before you can I know it's that. very so yeah but no okay with all yeah. that I really I really like it being in the kitchen is um kind of meditative for me I feel very at peace when I am in the kitchen um and I know if even if I I'm like oh I don't want to prep this right now I know in the long haul it's going to be worth it because I feel so good after I eat all these foods and I, you know, I have had food guilt before when I ate certain types of food, but when I eat this way, I don't have food guilt and it and just really good. speaks to me. Yeah. And it's, and it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Okay, good. So, I mean, if I, if you had to say one thing that you enjoy the most about this lifestyle, mm-hmm. what would that be? Um, the community of it. I feel like, um, there's a lot of good energy around eating well and what people, I mean, quote unquote healthy, I guess. Anything can be healthy. It just depends on how you view it. But I view uh, the type of foods I eat as healthy. Um, but the community of it is just so powerful and strong. Um, the intuitive eating community, the food eating community, all of these different communities full of positive people who help you um, kind of stay on track stay on track provide inspiration yeah like they're very inspirational I feel like this community and those are really the only ki- kinds of people I follow I don't like following any diet plans or anything like that because I feel like if my body is craving something then I will eat it but my body just doesn't crave meat and it just doesn't crave dairy it literally just craves vegetables which is so awesome for me and it works out well yeah that's Good to good to hear. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Um, so now I'm gonna wanted to just change a little direction, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's still lifestyle, right? Yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you enjoy? Because uh, you know, we've done the whole life coaching thing, and mm-hmm. we've talked about law of attraction mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, what do you enjoy most about like law of attraction, meditation, and all of these things that you are part of your lifestyle now? I feel like that's such a good question. Um, so some of the things that I really enjoy about it are um, it really puts me in the right headspace because I feel like, I mean, I know we can't be positive all the time, but when you really like focus on the law of attraction and being like grateful and mindful and everything, it really puts everything in perspective for you about how blessed I feel like we are for the life for the life we do have um it's very powerful and I feel like it's very empowering to me because there's so many there's so much support around it I mean you got me into the law of attraction and spirituality and everything and now I feel like the conversations we have are so impactful to me and that's another thing I'm obsessed with having amazing conversations and when it comes to having conversations about the law of attraction or spirituality or inspiration and all that I feel like those are the best conversations I could ever have with someone so I mean everything just ties in together especially with my lifestyle and positive thinking and everything that I'm all for cool um so i mean that's it's so good to hear that um well one other question that i had for you was what was your intention or your purpose behind doing your podcast so um i wanted a platform where i can talk to people with uh but like ask them questions i like i'm really into having amazing conversations with people no matter if i just met you five minutes ago or if i've known you for my whole life i really like having conversations with people and learning new things about them and listening to their views 
Um, so my intention of starting this podcast was just to really have a conversation with someone and then, you know, recording it is just a benefit for me because I feel like a lot of other people can be inspired and whenever they listen to this podcast, they can think, oh, well, this is a new way I can think about something. It's just, it's just something that I feel the universe put me in the right direction towards and it just feels so right. Like there are a lot of good gut feelings about this that I have and I'm just so excited to see where it goes. Cool. Well, I remember asking you that question when you first did your first yeah. podcast and I like that fact that you said that, you know, it was just like inspired action. Like you, yeah. like you said, gut feeling yeah. that you just wanted to do something like this. And uh, so I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question that I had here was really where do you see yourself in the next five, ten years with your lifestyle and like after college? Yeah, I've thought school? about this and as much as I am a planner and everything, the only thing that I can say about being in the next five or ten years is I just want to be happy. That is my goal. I want to do things that push me towards happiness, whether that is within the next five or ten years opening my first business um being connected with my family um buying a house having kids whatever it is i just want to be fulfilled and happy with my life and so grateful for every opportunity that has come to me um there's so many beautiful things out there and i just can't wait to experience everything and remain positive and see what's out there for me that's a perfect answer because you. you know what you're just so right. Being happy is everything, right? Yeah. And being happy brings more happiness. I really think so too. Yeah. Um, so those are all the questions I had for you mm-hmm. that I could think of. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we close up here? Um, I don't really have any questions for you right now. I do. Anything you would want to say about yourself, I guess, that you might okay. you know, feel like somebody would want to know. Um, I am really excited to see where this leads me on. Um, I hope this has opened you guys up to a new window of myself, a new truth. I hope I'm, I try to be as transparent as I can. Um, I know it's hard to come off sometimes, but you know, if you ever want to have a conversation with me, just let me know. I'm very down to talk to you guys and see what you have to say. I'm, I want to listen to what you guys have to say. I want to inspire you or be inspired by you. I really want to just be surrounded by good energy. And if you want the same, then, you know, you can talk to me, whatever you want to do. I hope you have learned some things about me in this podcast. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I really feel like there's to say. Do you want to say anything else? Cool. No, I mean, just thank you for your time. Thank you. Um, I am planning on hosting a podcast with me asking you questions um, in an upcoming one. I think that'll be really interesting. You know, this is really weird for me to be on this side of the... (laughs) On this side of the mic. Yeah, this side of the mic. It's very weird. Um, But I liked it. It really got me thinking and I feel like it's very fun to do. I think we should do this again. I really like it. you know these questions were so good to me i I think if if people want to know more about you if they send in questions if i think of more things then Mm -hmm. we can definitely dive in again i think so too i um you know yeah you guys send me questions if you ever want to know anything about me or just anything in general that you might want me to talk about 
Um, I hope you all have a beautiful day and I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and it's something that made you smile. I'm planning on uploading a new podcast every Tuesday, so be ready. I hope this week brings you happiness and lots of good energy. You are so special and beautiful and you make the world an amazing place. I am so appreciative for you guys. Thank you for spending your time with me and I will see you all soon. What a wonderful world